You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime, from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast, the podcast where I share true crime stories for your entertainment. But you might lose some sleep after listening to some stories. I'm your host, Larry, and after reading about true crime stories, I condense all the content and bring valuable information to you. To stay up to date with all my content, check out the Twitter at True Crime NS. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, like Good Pods as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Just search True Crime Never Sleeps. Before we dive into the latest episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Pondex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. You shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at pondex.com and use the code LARRY21 for 10% off your order. Now, let's begin our dive into the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. As early as the mid-1950s, King had received death threats because of his prominence in the civil rights movement. He had confronted the risk of death, including a near-fatal stabbing in 1958, and made its recognition part of his philosophy. He taught that murder could not stop the struggle for equal rights. After the assassination of President Kennedy in 1963, King told his wife, Coretta Scott King, quote, this is what is going to have to mean also. I keep telling you, this is a sick society. King traveled to Memphis, Tennessee in support of striking African-American city sanitation workers. The workers had staged a walkout on February 11, 1968 to protest unequal wages and working conditions imposed by Mayor Henry Loeb. At the time, Memphis paid black workers significantly lower wages than it did white workers. There were no city-issued uniforms, no restrooms, no recognized union, no grievance procedure for the numerous occasions on which they were underpaid. During Loeb's tenure as mayor, conditions did not significantly improve. In the gruesome February 1968, death of two workers in a garbage compacting truck turned mounting tensions into a strike. King participated in a massive march in Memphis on March 28, 1968, which ended in violence. On April 3rd, King returned to Memphis to attempt a successful march later that week. His airline flight to Memphis was delayed by a bomb threat, but he arrived in time to make a planned speech to a gathering at the Mason Temple, royal headquarters of the Church of God in Christ. At the Mason Temple, King delivered his famous, quote, I've been to the mountaintop speech. In it, he recalled his 1958 attempted assassination, noting that the doctor who treated him had said that because the knife used to stab him was so close to his aorta, any sudden movement, even a sneeze, might have killed him. He referred to a letter written by a young girl who told him that she was happy that he had not sneezed. He used that reference to say, quote, I too am happy that I didn't sneeze, because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960 where students all over the South started sitting in at lunch counters. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1969, or 1961, excuse me, when we decided to take a ride for freedom and ended segregation interstate travel. King repeated the phrase, if I had sneezed, several more times, recalling numerous other events and acts of civil disobedience from the previous several years, the Albany Movement, the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, and the Selma-Montgomery March. As he neared the close, he prophetically referred to the bomb threat. And then I got to Memphis, and some began to say the threats, or talk about the threats that were out. What would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers? Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop, and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will, and he's allowed me to go up to the mountaintop. I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. 
So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Then, on Thursday, April 4th, 1968, King was staying in room 306 at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis. The motel was owned by businessman Walter Bailey and was named after his wife, Reverend Ralph Abernathy. A colleague and friend later told the House Select Committee on Assassinations that he and King had stayed in room 306 at the Lorraine Motel so often that it was known as the King Abernathy Suite. According to biographer Taylor Branch, King's last words were to musician Ben Branch. Who was scheduled to perform that night at a planned event? King said, Ben, make sure you play Take My Hand, Precious Lord, in the meeting. Play it really pretty. According to Reverend Samuel Kyles, who was standing several feet away, King was leaning over the balcony railing in front of room 306 and was speaking with Jesse Jackson. When the shot rang out, King was struck in the face at 6.01 p.m. by a single bullet fired from a Remington model 760 rifle. The bullet entered through King's right cheek, breaking his jaw and several vertebrae as it traveled down his spinal cord, severing his jugular vein and major arteries in the process before lodging in his shoulder. The force of the shot ripped King's necktie off. King fell backwards onto the balcony, unconscious. Abernathy heard the shot from inside the motel room and ran to the balcony to find King on the deck, bleeding profusely from the wound in his cheek. Jesse Jackson stated that after the shooting that he cradled King's head as King lay on the balcony, but this account was disputed by other colleagues of King. Jackson later changed his statement to say that he had reached out for King. Andrew Young, a colleague from the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, first believed King was dead but found he still had a pulse. King was rushed to St. Joseph's Hospital where doctors opened his chest and performed cardiopulmonary resuscitation. He never regained consciousness and died at 7.05 p.m. According to Branch, King's autopsy revealed that his heart was in the condition of a 6-year-old man rather than that rather than that of a 39-year-old such as King, which Branch attributed to the stress of King's 13 years in the civil rights movement. Shortly after the shot was fired, witnesses saw a man later believed to be James Ray fleeing from a rooming house across the street from the Lorraine Motel. Ray had been renting a room in the boarding house. Police found a package dumped close to the site that included a rifle and binoculars, both with Ray's fingerprints. Ray had purchased the rifle under an alias six days earlier. A worldwide manhunt was triggered that culminated in Ray's arrest at London's Heathrow Airport two months later. On March 10, 1969, he pleaded guilty to the first-degree murder of Martin Luther King Jr., which was later recanted. The FBI was assigned the lead to investigate King's death. J. Edgar Hoover, who had previously made efforts to undermine King's reputation, told President Johnson that his agency would attempt to find the culprit. Many documents related to the investigation remain classified and are slated to remain secret until 2027. In 2010, as in earlier years, some argued for passage of a proposed Records Collection Act similar to a 1992 law concerning the Kennedy assassination to require the immediate release of the records. The measure did not pass. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. A crowd of 300,000 attended King's funeral on April 9th. Vice President Hubert Humphrey attended on behalf of Johnson, who was, a, who was at a meeting on the Vietnam War at Camp David. There were fears that Johnson might be hit with protests and abuse over the war if he attended the funeral. At his widow's request, King's last sermon at Ebenezer Baptist Church was played at the funeral. It was a recording of his drum major sermon given on February 4, 1968. In that sermon, he asked that at his funeral, no mention of his awards and honors be made, but that it be said he tried to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, be right on the war, and love and serve humanity. The FBI investigation found fingerprints on various objects left in the bathroom from which the gunfire had come. Evidence included a Remington Game Master rifle, which at least one shot had been fired. The fingerprints were traced to an escaped convict named James Earl Ray. Two months after assassinating King, Ray was captured at London's Heathrow Airport while he was trying to depart the UK for Angola, Rhodesia, or South Africa on a false Canadian passport in the na- name of Ramon George Snide. Ray was quickly extradited to Tennessee and charged with King's murder. Ray confessed to the assassination on March 10, 1969, on the advice of his attorney, Percy Foreman. Ray took a guilty plea to avoid a conviction and potential death penalty. Ray was sentenced to a 99-year prison term, but he recanted his confession three days later. Ray fired Foreman and claimed that a man whom he had met in Montreal by the alias of Raoul was involved, as was Ray's brother Johnny. But that Ray himself was not. He said through his new attorney, Jack Kershaw, that although he did not personally shoot King, he may have been partially responsible without knowing it, hinting at a conspiracy. In May 1977, Kershaw presented evidence to the House Select Committee on Assassinations that he believed exonerated his client, but tests did not prove conclusive. Kershaw also claimed that Ray was somewhere else when the shots were fired, but he could not find a witness to corroborate the claim. Ray and several excuse me, Ray and seven other convicts escaped from Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary in Petros, Tennessee, on June 10, 1977. They were recaptured on June 13th and returned to prison. A year was added to Ray's sentence. Ray worked for the remainder of his life unsuccessfully, attempting to withdraw his guilty plea and secure a full trial. In 1997, King's son Dexter met with Ray. He publicly supported Ray's eff- efforts to obtain a trial. William Francis Pepper remained Ray's attorney until Ray's death. He carried on the effort to gain a trial on behalf of the King family, who did not believe Ray was spons- responsible, claiming that there was a conspiracy by elements of the government against King. Ray died in prison on April 23, 1998, at the age of 70 from kidney and liver failure caused by hepatitis C. In 1997, King's son Dexter met with Ray and asked him, I just want to ask you for the record, um, did you kill my father? Ray replied, no, no I didn't. And King told Ray that he, along with the King family, believed him. The King family urged that Ray be granted a new trial. 
1999, the family filed a civil case against Jowers and unnamed co-conspirators for the wrongful death of King. The case, Greta Scott King versus Lloyd Jowers. Case number 97242 was tried in the Circuit Court of Shelby County, Tennessee from November 15th to December 8th, 1999. Attorney William Francis Pepper, representing the King family, presented evidence from 70 witnesses and 4,000 pages of transcripts. Peppers alleges in his book, An Act of State, that the evidence implicated the FBI, the CIA, the U.S. Army, the Memphis Police Department, and organized crime in the murder. The suit alleged government involvement. However, no government officials or agencies were named or made party to the suit. So there was no defense or evidence presented or refuted by the government. The jury of six blacks and six whites decided that King had been the victim of a conspiracy involving the Memphis police and federal agencies finding Jowers and unknown co-defendants civilly liable and awarding the family $100. Local Assistant District Attorney John Campbell, who was not involved in this case, said the case was flawed and overlooked so much contradictory evidence that never was presented. This civil verdict against Jowers had been claimed by some to establish raised criminal innocence, which the King family has always maintained, but it has no bearing on his guilty plea. In the U.S., Civil and criminal trials are always adjudicated independently. The family said that it had requested only $100 in damages to demonstrate that it was not seeking financial gain. Dexter King called the verdict a vindication for us. At a press conference following the trial, he and his mother, Coretta Scott King, told reporters that they believed the mafia and state, local and federal government agencies had conspired to plan the assassination and frame Ray as the shooter. When asked whom the family believed was the true assassin, Dexter King said that Showers had identified Lieutenant Earl Clark of the Memphis Police Department as the shooter. In 2000, the Department of Justice completed its investigations into Jowers' claims, finding no evidence to support the conspiracy allegations. The investigation report recommended no further investigation unless new reliable facts were to be presented. The sisters of Jowers said that he had fabricated the story in order to earn 300000 by selling it, and that she had corroborated the story to get money to pay her income taxes. King biographer David Garrow disagrees with Pepper's claims that the government killed King. He is supported by author Gerald Posner, who wrote Killing the Dream, James Earl Ray and the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., concluding that Ray killed King, acting alone, likely for the hope of collecting a racist bounty for the murder. Conspiracy theorists bristled at killing the dream, criticizing Posner for, in part, basing it on a psychological evaluation of James Earl Ray, which he, Posner, is not qualified to give, and he dismisses evidence of conspiracy in King's murder as cynical attempts to exploit the tragedy. Pepper repeatedly dismissed Posner's book as inaccurate and misleading, and Dexter King also criticized it. In response to the 99 verdict in King v. Jowers, Posner told the New York Times, quote, It distresses me greatly that the legal system was used in such a callous and partial manner in Memphis. The King family wanted a rubber stamp of their own view of the facts. They got it. And that's a wrap for today's story. Let us know your thoughts on the on this case. Do you think uh, we're hearing the full story of who killed Martin Luther King Jr.? Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search True Crime Never Sleeps. As always, please leave us a review, 
subscribe to our podcast on all major podcast platforms. And if you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. And as always, thank you for listening and watching the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.